Hello friends, Sagan here. Welcome back to Indie Author Weekly, where I share my behind-the-scenes journey of writing and self-publishing books. If you are new to this podcast, I'm a productivity strategist for multi-passionate creatives. I help people manage their time and energy effectively through customized, actionable strategies that work for your unique life and business. When I'm not teaching about productivity to solopreneurs, I spend my time writing books, such as my polyamorous passions romantic comedy series. And that is what this podcast is all about, the adventures of the author life. And you can now get podcast and book updates delivered directly to your inbox at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. Link is in the show notes. Now, let's get into this episode of the Indie Author Weekly Podcast. In this episode, I want to share a listener comment and give you some advice for dealing with it. So Leanne says, when it comes to getting my writing out there, I am more scared of success than failure. This is such a common fear. So thank you for bringing this up, Leanne. This comment about the fear of success actually reminded me of something that a client in my signature program, Productivity Powerhouse, told me about. This particular client didn't even realize that she had been self-sabotaging herself and that she even had a fear of success until she joined Productivity Powerhouse. That program helps you dive really deep to uncover all kinds of things about your personal and professional life, so that's why it helped her figure this out. So she realized that she had been holding herself back as a business owner due to her fear of success. And when she started prioritizing goals and scheduling tasks, which is an important part of what Productivity Powerhouse teaches you to do, it occurred to her that no single individual task was going to suddenly make or break everything, right? All of those little tasks add up and they are important to making progress, But doing one small task is not going to magically skyrocket you to success. When you look at it that way, it takes the pressure off and it helps relieve some of the fear of success or the fear of failure too. Figuring this out was so pivotal for that productivity powerhouse client of mine to stop letting the fear of success hold her back. And the way that she described it to me was this. I'm not going to fail with one more blog post, and I'm not going to succeed with one more blog post. So what's one more blog post? Yes, I love that. So for her, a large part of her business involved blogging, and she had been procrastinating with actually publishing blog posts due to her fear of success. So this shift in mentality, this reframe, made a difference for her so that she could get past that issue. You can 100% apply the same concept to writing a book. When you break down the giant project of writing a book into smaller, more manageable tasks and action steps, it's not quite so scary. If you write another paragraph, another page, another chapter, that is not going to make or break you. When you look at it that way, there's not much to be afraid of, is there? Framing it in this way can, at the very least, help you to finish writing your book. Speaking of which, if you need help with fitting your book into your schedule, then refer back to episode 84, 
or 83. Um, yes, episode 83, I believe it is. Let me just double check this. Episode 83, um, which of, um, of this Indie Author Weekly podcast, it has a step-by-step guide for how to fit your book into your schedule. And if you want more help with how to finish writing your book, um, you can tune into episode 81 of this podcast for three tips to make it happen. But what about after you finish your book? Maybe at that point, you still struggle with the fear of success. You've written your book, you've finished it, and now you're just having a tough time actually sending it off to an editor or publishing it, whatever it happens to be. In that case, I encourage you to dig deeper. Get at the root of exactly what you are scared about with regard to succeeding. What specifically about the idea of success are you so afraid of? For example, are you afraid of what people will think? Are you afraid that being successful will change you in a negative way? Are you afraid of how it will affect your relationships? Are you afraid of change in general? And so on. The idea here is that we are getting at the core of what assumptions you are making about success. What preconceived notions do you have about what success means? What do you associate with success? From there, you might need to keep going down the rabbit hole. If you are afraid of change in general, then what exactly is it about the idea of change that scares you so much, for example? Why is that thing such a problem for you? Is it a legitimate assumption or connection that you have made between the ideas? The next step is to dig into why you are afraid of that particular aspect, and then you will be able to explore how to take real action on it, which is kind of the magic, right? Once we know the root issue, we can tackle it and finally get past that fear of success so that it stops holding you back from being the badass writer that you are. I explain this entire process more in depth inside Productivity Powerhouse, so you should definitely join that program if you want a step-by-step process for applying this to your own experience. Get on board at saganmorrow.com powerhouse, and I will pop the link in the show notes. Now, when I addressed this topic of getting past the fear of success on Instagram stories recently, another friend and business owner messaged me privately, and she said, if I wrote as honestly as I fantasize being able to do, I would be afraid of success too. I've thought about writing under a pen name. My concern is about being 100% about my thoughts and experiences and what people would think. I only want to write with brutal honesty or not at all. This is a really great point. So if you, listening to this episode right now, also have this fear, then let's address it. But first, quick sidebar, I talked about some thoughts around whether or not to use a pen name way back in episode 7 of this Indie Author Weekly podcast, so please feel free to tune into that episode if you want more on that topic. Using a pen name can certainly be a good compromise if this is a fear of yours. Okay, yes, it is scary as hell to write with our honest voice. At the same time, I also tend to think that that is often what we, and our readers, need the most. If something feels so intensely scary and vulnerable, 
then maybe that's a sign that it is exactly what we do need to share. Basically, if you are afraid to write something because it feels too raw and honest and vulnerable, then that is the exact thing that you should be writing. That is a fantastic indicator that you need to speak your truth. And you know what? I get it. I get how scary that is. I wrote and published my first romance novel, which is also the first book in my Polyamorous Passion series, before I had even come out publicly as polyamorous. That was intensely scary. I had no idea how people would respond to it, and I had already come out to a couple of loved ones who had negative reactions about me being polyamorous, so I knew that there was a potential that my doing this would totally blow up in my face. But I felt a very deep-seated need to write about polyamory. It was terrifying, and I could feel in my gut that it was the right thing for me to do. And you know what happened? Some readers started approaching me to tell me that my books helped them realize that they identify as polyamorous too, and that they were, as a result, opening their relationships with their own spouses. So by me taking the leap to get past the fear and write my truth, it paved the way to help readers embrace this truth within themselves too. That is the power of storytelling. That is the power that our writing and our words can have. They can literally change lives. And when you look at it that way, it is almost our responsibility to put, a, to put ourselves out there to help other people figure things like this out for themselves. If you have radical ideas or values that you're afraid some people won't mesh with, that means there are probably people out there who are desperate to hear the important things you are thinking and feeling. But let's say that your problem isn't about the values or ideas that you want to share. Perhaps you're an aspiring erotica author and you feel uncomfortable writing about sex because you have a fear about what people will think about your sexual preferences, for example. If that's the case, the power of storytelling and writing still applies because you are probably not alone in your preferences and someone out there is probably dying to read your sexy scenes. At a certain point, you have to make the decision. For example, is it worth it to lose friends who will be uncomfortable by your writing? Or is it worth it to you to not write for the sake of the possibility that you might lose friends? And if you passively wait around, humming and hawing, then it's really important that you know something. That is still you making a decision, okay? So if you are passively waiting to make a decision, that in and of itself is you making a decision. You are making that decision to not write. I encourage you to be an active participant in this decision-making process. When we experience fears, the only thing we can really do is figure out how to overcome them and keep moving forward. I don't want you to let your fear get in the way of your deepest desires and your big dreams of being an author. And again, I get it. I really, I really do get it. Not only did I become a polyamorous romance author, which has its own stigma, 
But the year before that, I came out to my spouse as polyamorous. And we had been together for seven or eight years by that point. It was a huge risk and quite possibly the scariest moment of my life to tell him that I wanted to change the parameters of our relationship. I didn't know how he would respond. But I did it because I weighed the pros and cons ahead of time. I realized that it wasn't fair of me to hide from him the fact that I wanted this. It wasn't fair of me to assume that he would be disgusted or horrified by it. It wasn't fair of me to be silent and to take the choice away from him. It wasn't fair of me to continue our monogamous relationship when I wanted something different. It wasn't fair of me to make assumptions about what would happen when I came out to him. I think that when we are addressing fears, whether it's the fear of success or failure or something else altogether, this is a really important thing to keep in mind. What is right, what is fair, what is true to ourselves, and what your responsibility is to others, and to yourself. And as you can probably guess, if you haven't heard me talk about this already, that experience worked out fantastic. My spouse and I had a very happy monogamous relationship together for all of those years, and we are just as happy together now with our polyamorous relationship. It was worth it. It was 100% worth it to overcome that fear. So regardless of what your fears are, again, whether they are of success or failure or something else altogether, it is time that you took action on them. Address your fears for what they are. Accept them. Dive deep to get at the root of what it is that you are so afraid of. And explore ways to take action on those issues. And remember that if you do not do this, if you do not take action on your fear, then you are letting it win. You are taking the easy way out. And I know that you are so much braver and so much more capable than that. I believe in you, and it's time for you to do the same. Show that fear who's boss and become a success anyway. So I hope that this helps you get over your fear of success or your fears of failure or other fears that you might have And if you have more questions about this, or if you want me to expand on any of these areas, then definitely let me know. I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Connect with me on Twitter and Instagram at SaganLives to chat about it, or to let me know if you have requests for future episode topics. The more that you tell me what you would like to see more of on this podcast, the better I can accommodate that. If you enjoyed this episode, please take two minutes to share this podcast on social media and subscribe and rate it on Apple Podcasts. Anytime you share it or leave a rating or a review, it helps more listeners find the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, so every bit counts. I really appreciate your support. And do you want to stay in touch? Yeah, you do. Get podcast and book updates delivered directly to your inbox, plus unlock awesome bonuses such as free chapters of my books and a couple of other goodies at saganmorrow.com slash behind the scenes. Link is in the show notes. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Indie Author Weekly Podcast, and I will see you in the next episode.